episodes of television. I'm your host, Donald. Before I dive in to the, the, the second half of season four for Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, I had my mind made up on what series I wanted to do next out of the out of the two that I want to cover. And then something happened to make me change my mind. So the one series I was going to cover has all their seasons ready to go on Hulu. The other series, I was waiting until the final season got to Netflix so I could cover it. And I think it was right after the new year, or right around the new year, it got that final season. So I'm going to actually be doing that one instead, and I'll talk about that more at the end of the podcast. This group of episodes was really... um. I think there was a lot of... well. There's some controversy in the episodes. Like one deals with uh, uh, guns and gun control and aborted fetuses. We find out Benji's backstory in one. I'll briefly touch on it maybe. Not something I really like to talk about. Now the final episode I, I really do like. There was another one, I forget which one it was, that I thought had a little bit of controversy in it. I'm trying to go through my notes quietly, so I don't have any, like, extra stuff to edit out. Uh, I guess that was really it. Alright, so, um, as far as Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is concerned, I have seen one, one article saying that it is being canceled, that they are wanting to do a proper finale, and then that'll, that'll basically be it. Um, I've seen a lot of things that say that it's still up in the air, so if it does get canceled and they just do a finale, I'll do the finale as a special episode and say, hey, this is it wrapped up. If they continue the series, they do a season five, then when it's available to me, I will cover it. And go until they decide they don't want to do the show anymore, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I think it's time to get started. Okay, this episode is called Stan the Man. Satan and the demons are having an office meeting, and Johnny isn't there. And one of the demons is saying that Johnny's been listening to a radio show claiming that Satan is... Married to Obama, he is Hillary Clinton's bottom bitch. He doesn't want the bees to sting him because if a bee stings you, if a bee stings you, then it'll turn you gay. 
There may be a bit of a sound difference as I just realized my regular mic was not set as my recording mic and it was doing the basic one in my computer. So maybe a little bit of a volume change right there. So just bear with it. Uh, Johnny is supposed to be torturing Eddie. And they're listening to a radio show. And is there with whoever he's torturing. And the show is saying something about white mayonnaise being illegal in Los Angeles. And that it's supposed to be brown according to law. And Satan comes up and he's talking to Johnny about the things he's heard on the radio. And Johnny's like, I ain't, going, I ain't getting stung by no bees, you... Hillary Clinton bottom bitch, Mrs. Obama. Yeah, just things like that. And he says that uh, Stan is the one educating the people on this, on his show Stan's Stance. Well, Stan's Stance is what he says on the radio, but it's the show that Johnny's listening to. Anyway, um, Satan tries to trick Johnny with an Obama impersonator. He is shaking the hands with someone dressed up as former President Obama. Shaking hands. Hey, Johnny, this is the first time we're meeting. There's no way we can be married. Why ain't Secret Service here? They couldn't fit on the jet. Air Force One's a big jet. I took the small one. I took Air Force Three. And Johnny gets mad, and he's, yeah, he's like, you're all just a bunch of liars, and you are Obama's wife, and he walks out, and Claude says, you shouldn't have tried the impersonator. Now, now we actually get to see Stan, he's doing a radio show, and he takes his headphones off, and he's like, we're going to break. Goes to the bathroom. Satan, Claude, and Gary are in the bathroom with Stan. And Stan is just saying the same exact thing. And then he's like, you know what? I've been eating my patented protein shakes or whatever he calls it. You know, I'm ready to go. And he's he's acting like he's going to like start fighting. Satan ducks down behind Gary and Claude. Kind of uses them as a shield. And he... He, like, throws, like, a little bolt of something from his fingertip to Stan, and it literally turns him inside out. And Gary gets down there by him, and he starts, like, yelling right in the side of its head. And he's like, I've been there before. I have to yell extra loud because your eardrums are inside your head. Satan says that he needs a piece of clothing. And Gary's like, sir, I'm going to reach inside of your asshole and get your slacks. So he's got a handful of slacks and Claude's like, how about this shirt that he just took off two minutes ago? And Satan just takes the pin off it, puts on puts on his shirt, and he goes in and he takes over the radio show. Satan kind of, he has a little bit of trouble getting into it. 
when he really gets into it, he just he just goes on and on and on and on. Uh, Lena Dunham's a werewolf. Sarah Silverman. There was a third name, but I forget who. So then, yeah, they're all werewolves. And they all have their posses to block the moonlight. And then he starts talking about this uh, sandwich place, how it's not smoked turkey. It's all like fresh human baby meat. And then he's talking to Gary and Claude. And he's like, we got to make these things true so people believe us. There's a very small scene where Gary is holding a, a baby and he sets it. He sets the baby down on a sandwich and Claude says, we got to cut him up like sandwich style, like a deli, like deli style. Gary says, I will kidnap him. I will put him on a sandwich, but I will not thinly slice him. And uh, uh, I think Benji said that he would. Benji was there, he said something, I, I'm, I think he said that he would do it, but Gary was full on against doing that. We have come to find out that without Satan in hell, the tortureds are running wild, and it is pandemonium, there's lava everywhere, a tortured like slaps Troy in the face, and they come up with this idea for Satan to go one on one against I think they said his name was Bill Frude the science dude I just wrote down science dude and <clears throat> uh, so Satan's there stand and they're arguing about um, like global warming and it, uh, religion and he says there's no evidence that Satan is real so he takes pen off huh am I real enough for you now he says, oh, th this is just digital effects. And he, he uh, zaps the science guy and turns him inside out. And there's a uh, civil war going on in hell. And Satan has his pen. He's like, hey, I was invited to dinner by these guys. I got to go because they want me to be a guest host on their show. <laughs> and that's the end of Stan the Man. Favorite scene was near the beginning with Johnny telling Satan everything he heard on the radio. Um, and I do want to make a really quick note of a cameo in this episode. Uh, standing next to Gary and Claude while they did the TV debate was Madeline Brumby, who was a guest on the podcast when I covered the Evil Tim episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. All right, this one is called Gary Bunda Demon Killer. Benji's listening to a boy band with some very sexual lyrics. And Gary's pounding on the cubicle, and he's asking about an email about his summon word. And Benji's like, no, don't click it. You know, we just went through this training with these fake emails and... He says, well, I already clicked it. Should I click it again? And Benji puts his hands on Gary's shoulders. He's like, no, don't click it. And then they're both summoned 
I guess because Gary clicked it so he was summoned and Benji had his hand on Gary so he went with him this is the only thing I can figure and they're trapped in a basement and it's by people doing a TV show Spectre Inspectors uh, it turns out they set up the email phishing su- summon word scam thing Benji tells Gary to be a distraction while he cleans the the markings off the walls. And the markings are made of blood. And he says, I know how to get blood off walls. How do you think I was a super successful weatherman? And I forget how he words it, but it's like super weatherman for 11 years. Uh, basically a pedophile and everything that entails. I don't, I think he said he murdered two. He murdered the children. So he was, so that's why he was really good at getting blood off the walls. I don't know, I, I, I try to block that because I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. It's not a very comfortable thing to talk about, at least for me. So Gary goes upstairs and the two there, uh, there's Ward and Lexi. They're like, get upstairs, get upstairs, get upstairs. So he goes up there, and he turns around, drops his pants, pushes his head down through his body and out of his butt, and he starts singing, I'm a Yankee Doodle Boy. And the body's dancing, his head, like, he's singing. The two are like, what the hell's going on? And Benji opens up a hellmouth. But Gary keeps going, and Benji just leaves Gary. So the the TV show, well, Ward and Lexi from the TV show interview Gary, and Gary's like, how come I can't have my own show? I'm more charismatic than this guy. Gary gets his own show, and Lexi's with him, and he does the show Gary Bunda Demon Killer. And they go to a quote-unquote haunted restaurant, and Benji and Troy are watching Gary's show. He goes up to the chef and he's like, oh, I made these demon horns of plenty. Oh, and I made jello with peppers on it. And the peppers represent the rings of hell and because they're hot. Producer or director, I'm not sure which, says, you're supposed to kill a demon every week. Well, why aren't you getting me any demons? You're not getting me demons, so now I'm having to, you know, do these food shows and we can keep doing the food shows because I like doing them she tells him he's got to kill kill a demon on the next episode or they're going to wrap up the show they're going to cancel it I guess Gary calls Benji invites him to be a co-host and it shows Gary walking into the kitchen and there's Benji's like hey I'm with this guy from this cooking show and he made the devil went down to Georgia deviled eggs. And Carrie comes up and says, You said devil twice. That's redundant. Uh, Gary shoots Benji in the foot with a bullet, a silver bullet that was soaked in wolf urine. And he shoots Benji in the foot and then Benji explodes. And the reason he's exploded is because of how that bullet was made. 
Gary is visibly upset. He's like, I just killed my best friend. I need, I need, I need five minutes. I need some air. And he goes to hell. He goes back to hell. He opens up his own hell mouth. And Satan is holding a memorial service for Benji. Satan tries to send Gary away. And Gary's like, I'm, I need to say goodbye one time. One last time. He goes up there. And, uh... He's hit, he hits the wall a little bit like, Benji, I, you're my best friend. It wasn't supposed to be like that. It was supposed to be me. And then the wall crushes Gary. Totally like pancakes him like a cartoon. And Satan says, Gary, no. And he starts acting very upset. And then we see Satan and Benji are watching it. It's all a TV show. And they both got Emmys for that show. And Flat Gary was turned into a shelf to hold their awards. And that's the end of Gary Bunda Demon Killer. My favorite scene was when Benji shows up in the kitchen. He's like, hey, he's got deviled eggs. This one's called Milk and Honey. The demons go to get equipment, but they're running low. Gary needed ball clamps, but they only have one. Then he... The, uh, his name's Ben. He was giving out uh, binder clips and rocks and staples and basically office supplies and rocks. Uh, Gary, Troy, and Eddie are talking about Satan and how Satan was a proud angel who rebelled against God and he was sent down to hell. And then Satan shows up and is like, you three are going to SufferCon to get us you know, more equipment since we're running low. They get down there and they're talking to this demon and he's got razor blade fidget spinners. These are, do I want to say AI? They're, they have a conscious, some kind of consciousness to them. And they, they just continuously spin and they fly. And then, I don't know, they are, when something happens, they automatically pop out a razor blade, and then they go around, and they, you know, cut things. Please, nobody make those. The world's already crazy. Don't be doing stupid shit like that. Please don't. It seems like with today's landscape of bullshit and, like, lack of common sense... That you have to tell people not to do stupid shit. Alright. Enough of that. Gary wants to try one. So he gets one freed. And it frees the other fidget spinners. They, they cut up the demon that had him chained up. And then they all chase... Eddie and Troy away, and Gary goes to another tent called Milk and Honey, and he's talking to this really, like, seductive female demon thing. Like, she's not, like, covered in the, the red paint like the other demons are for the show. No, hers is, like, white. She has, like, little markings up by her temples. And... She gets Gary to drink the milk and honey. He's like, ooh, this is really good. Because everything I drink has pee-pee in it. 
This doesn't have pee pee in it, does it? No. There's no, like, gross pubes in the bottom? No, it's just milk and honey. Um, she ends up inviting him out to dinner so they can talk business. And we see that Eddie and Troy are eating with the ball clamp guy. And he's like, I've got, like, fire clamps. I got zapper clamps. I've got regular clamps. I've got this one that secretes a Carolina Reaper sauce on the blades as it cuts into the skin. Gary's eating with the lady. Uh, I think they said her name was Sophie or Sophia. I think it was Sophia. I'm going to say it was Sophia. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then she's like, how about you come up to my my room? And he goes up there and she's like, let's check out this boat. And gets him in a boat and she's rubbing honey all over him. She's like, "You, you love the boat. You're the captain. You're my captain. Like, she's being like super seductive. (laughs) And he's like, I can't buy a boat. What? And he pulls out the credit card. He's like, I I can buy one boat. Eddie and Troy go to find... I didn't write this down. Eddie and Troy go to find Gary. And they get in an elevator with the ball clamp guy. And there's a boat. And Gary's in the boat. And he... They like peel the credit card off of his shoulder or something and hands it to the ball clamp guy because he's like all right you get 10,000 regular clamps and he runs he's like there's only 20 cents on this card you can't even buy one refurbished one so Gary spent all the money on one boat he's like okay I've got our number we'll give her a call uh, they they go because they they went up to the the booth and the booth is being torn down. So Gary calls, and she gave Gary a one eight hundred number as and she's like, "This is my phone number." They get back to hell, and Gary's like, "I was only charged for one boat. And there, we should still have money. I don't know what happened." And Satan says. Then why did I sign a slip for a thousand boats? So now they're going to do this boat torture on Gary. They tie him. Like he's in the boat and he's like tied to it with his arms above his head. And Troy's reading the manual. It says you got to force feed him to the point where his body's going to explode. Smear the leftover honey on his face and genitals and... Let the insects eat him and lay eggs in his body. And says that he'll get septic shock so far into it. Gary is hallucinating on the boat. He's talking to the Super Mario Brothers, but it's just a swarm of insects. And he says something and Satan tells him to be quiet. And then Gary tells Satan, that if he wants to really get back at God, to make hell better than heaven. And now everything's like a tropical paradise. Uh, the There's no more, like, red demons. The tortured are all, like, healthy. And, you know, everyone's drinking, like, drinking from coconuts and playing volleyball and enjoying the beach. Gary hallucinates that. 
And Satan calls Sophia. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to contest this with the bank. Click. And Troy is there torturing Gary. He's like, we don't have any ball clamps. Use your fingernails on his scrotum. And that's how we end the episode of Milk and Honey. My favorite scene was tortured Gary and him being just just out of it and hallucinating and everything. This one's called Five Card Duds. Troy and Gary try to make a deal with a poker player. They call him Lip Licker. Um, then there's, later on, when I get to them, there's Gail and Gerald. If I forget their names, you know them now. Because I did not write their names down. And he has a name, but I'm just going to call him Lip Licker. Uh, Troy figures out his tell that when he licks his lips, he's bluffing. Because they're trying to get his soul when he dies. In order to make him a like an amazing poker player, have him win this tournament. But then he says, I want an island. Scarlett Johansson and the power of invisibility along with the tournament championship. Well, they go around. They're like, all right, we got a deal. We got a deal. Uh, Troy called him out on his bluff. And then they go around saying, we got a deal. We got a deal. Um, Gary's like, we got to celebrate some drinks. Troy says that he's an alcoholic. He doesn't need to be drinking. He's like, you know what? I'll have one club soda. So they go out drinking and gambling and they wake up. They're like, where's the contract at? Where's the contract at? Oh, it's right here. I got it too. Wait, why do we have two contracts? Well, they flash back. Well, Gary flashes back. And he meets two people, a man and his wife. And he's like, I want to make you the best tournament or the best poker player. I just need your soul. Oh, well, that's a good deal. And... The lady, Gail, signs the contract, and Gary takes her soul while she's still alive, which is a big no-no. When they find out what happened, I really did not write a lot of notes for this. This is, this is probably going to be a really quick one. Uh, when they find out what happened, Troy tries calling Benji uh, to get the soul back. He's like, hey, we just sent you a soul. Uh, blonde lady, Probably 5'2", screams a lot. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I already peeled her. You peeled her? Wait, what? And the husband's like, what the hell? And he's like, I can give you the jacket I made out of her. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want her skin jacket. Jacket? Uh, you know what, I can make you a scarf. Oh, whatever, you're useless. And hangs up on him. And Troy tries going back on Lip Licker's contract, but Lip Licker doesn't want to go back on it. He wants to win the tournament, get the money, and do whatever he's supposed to do. He's like, I'll, I'll give you the island, Scarlett Johansson, and invisibility, and make her invisible too, instead of this. <laughs> and Gary tries playing off like, invisible Scarlett Johansson's there. And he's like, oh, there, there's nobody there. He like, waves his hand where he thinks she is. And I forget when it is, but Troy flashes back and he is talking to his sponsor. 
and his sponsor is really into alcohol and gambling. His AA sponsor is into alcohol and gambling. So Vegas was a very smart choice for him. Uh, his name is Gerald, and he gave him, uh, you know, you're going to be the best poker player, I just need your soul when you die, I guess. So, now we have po- uh, Lip Licker, I wrote down Poker Guy. Uh, we have Lip Licker, Gale, and Troy at the tournament, and Gary's like, I've got a terrible idea with a horrible execution. Gary comes in as the dealer, and he cannot shuffle the cards, and he deals out two aces to all three people. There's three aces in the river. The turn is an ace, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten aces on the table. So that there's a three-way tie. (laughs) Gary gets dragged to the back, because the casino is mob-owned, and he says... You know what, I'm Satan's right hand man, and if you do anything to me, he'll come for you. Hey, smash his right hand. So, smashes Gary's right hand with a hammer. He says, you know what, hit the other one, or smash the other one just to be safe. So, smashes Gary's left hand with a hammer now. Turns out, Satan was there, ordering for the hand smashing. Then we see that Gary and Troy are turned into coins. Like, their faces are on the coin, and that's how they talk. And they're in one of those uh, machines where you put the coin in, and it comes down, and this the thing comes out and pushes them to see if, you know, you're going to get anything. Then they're in a cup. They're talking. Uh, what happened to Troy? Troy was on one of those big, round things where you put the coin, and it goes around and around and around, and then finally it drops down in. And you could see where he puked, because it left the trail. And Gary is put into a machine, like in one of those little slots that you push in, and then the lady was turning a crank, like a crank handle on the front. And that's the end of Five Card Duds, and my favorite scene was where all of them were there making deals with people, with uh, with the sponsor, with the lady, with, with Lip Licker, this one is very controversial, in my opinion. These are not my thoughts regarding the episode. I may go off on, on tangents. I don't know. Um, I literally don't write scripts. I take notes, and then I just wing it off of the notes. So if I go on a little tangent like I did uh, not too long ago... That's not planned. Alright. Conceal and Gary. Uh, Bat, turns out its name is Percy, drops a box on Gary. And Gary brings a bubble wrap to these aborted fetuses. Claude comes in because he's tired of them all making noise with the bubble wrap and he takes it away. And a fetus, whose name was Rainbow Pie... Shoots Gary. Claude and Satan are walking and talking. And Satan comes in. He checks on Gary doing rehab. He's on that thing that helps you learn to walk again. 
Satan decides he needs to give guns to everyone in hell to keep hell safe. Because the only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. His words. Uh, there's a guy up on a mountain of guns. He shoots down at Satan and Claude. And then a bunch of people, they crowd around and they shoot up at him. Claude's like, you're giving guns to serial killers. Uh-huh. To school shooters. Uh-huh. Everybody. Gary comes up and he's like, give me a gun. Make it loaded. And Satan hands him a gun. He puts it in his mouth and he uses his crutches to walk away. And it's the crutches where uh, you reach down in and grab a handle and there's like a, like a, mm, I don't know the word, that part that holds your forearm or your up. yeah, it'd be your forearm. Like he has those kind of crutches. We see that Gary is trying to put a gun together blindfolded. And we see some other pe- we see another demon do target practice. We see Gary do target practice, and we see Claude is talking with a doctor who aborted fetuses, and one of them comes up and points a gun at the doctor. He's like, I "Know what you're thinking? His cranium size is he eight weeks or is he nine weeks?" Trying to do like a Clint Eastwood thing. Troy and Eddie end up having a standoff. Eddie's like, stop hitting me so much in the face and in the groin. Go for the chest and stomach. Don't tell me what to do, Eddie. I'm telling you, less face, less groin, and I mean now. Troy pulls out a gun. Does Eddie hand me my gun so I can point it at Troy? <laughs> Don't you tell me what to do. So now Dizay's getting involved. And they're all looking at each other. Don't look at me. Don't point that at me. Don't tell me what to do. Claude, they're they're in the, the classroom. And Claude is pushing for gun control. And Ben's like, you got my pen. I want it back. This is not your pen. It's got my teeth marks on it. It's mine. I know it. I can see it. I got this pen from my cubicle. And then ben pulls a gun out. And points it at Claude. He's like, oh yeah, this is your pen. Uh, Satan says Gary has a video he wants to play. And he's having trouble standing up and getting up there. So Claude takes it and plays it. It's it's a video of Gary singing on why everyone should have guns. And there is a thing in there about why um, the Kennedy assassination would have gone different had he had a gun. Because uh, then he, he could have... Grabbed it, turned around, shot at the book depository. Um, Claude's like, this is, like, really offensive. Claude sees a one of the fetuses going uh, looking for his bubble wrap. Uh, this one is named Windstorm. And he... He gets Windstorm up on his shoulder. He's like, this is Australia. This is a kangaroo and her Joey. And this is, you know, he's just, he's like, we got to create dialogues so we can have discussions. We don't just resort to the violence. And he says, I got a surprise for you. Close your eyes. You can't open them. You 
pulls out bubble wrap. Surprise! And he twists it. It makes all those popping sounds. And it startles Windstorm. And he uh, shoots Claude. Now he's like, Claude, wake up. And Gary's like, you shot Claude. I'm a good guy with a gun. I'm a good guy with a gun too. <laughs> Gary ends up shooting Windstorm. And the Rainbow Pie shoots Gary. Like Rambo style in the balls. And then Claude shoots Rainbow Pie. Thank God that's the last time I have to say these names. Because I'm about to mix them up. Then we see... Gary fall, and now Claude and Gary are in wheelchairs, and they talk by blowing into the this, like, on the end of it, it's just a straw. But then there's only, like, three choices. There's, like, poop, dog booty, Satan is great. And it's based on, like, how hard they blow into the straw. Uh, and they, they can't, like, move their arms or legs. They're uh, quadriplegic. And Satan's, like... Like, him and this helper dude, they roll him up to these stairs. I'm not going to make you do the stairs. I had a ramp put in. So, he, so Satan and his helper guy push him down this ramp. They go flying. They crash, his, crash into this coffee table. And that's the end of Conceal and Gary. My favorite scene in that was when Gary gets his gun. Okay, this is the season four finale episode this one is called fried alive gary is getting credit cards off the new arrivals in hell we find out that they're doing a it's called a fund starter for the new fried alive movie i guess um there's this guy named Rudy who kills people with deep fryers. And now in this 11th movie, he kills the deep fries, the president, and then he takes over as president, but he doesn't talk. And that was Gary's concern was, how's he going to talk about legislature? Satan's like, it really went downhill after they went to space and freeze-dried alive. He's like, why would NASA send a fry cook to space? Remember when he like tried to fry Saturn's rings? Uh, it turns out Satan and Gary are both super fans, and they are writing the new movie. Gary's like, but he owns the rights to all the movies. Satan points at it, and the guy's head blows up. And he goes, how'd you do that? He posted this video like a week ago. I'm not going to lie, I laughed really hard at that. Satan, Gary, Troy, Johnny, Eddie, Claude, and Ashley, who we've never seen before, go to a cabin to write the movie. Troy's having a drink, and he's like, got any limes? There's a lime tree in the basement. So Troy goes to the basement for a lime, and all the other writers assemble upstairs, and Troy... He gets his lime, and then something happened for him to drop it, and it rolled under a, like a like a dresser kind of thing. And when he goes to grab it, he keeps getting pulled into the dresser, banging his head on it, and he screams. When he screams, the, the other writers go check on him. 
Satan moves the dresser, and a bunch of cats just come out. He goes, oh, it's like my 50 cats. Now, they're all up there, and Eddie pitches, what if he eats them raw, like sushi style? No, he's not like a food blogger. He deep fries people. Claude says, well, how about this? We make a movie. The cast and crew filming Fried Alive, and he kills the cast and crew. He's And he's going back and forth with Gary, So, because Gary's asking questions. He's like, no, listen, this is, this is what I'm saying. And he says, it's meta. And Gary said the best line I've ever heard. Well, I've never meta idea I've liked less. It was, it's, a, it's a brilliant line. I love it. Um, Ashley pitches a female reboot and Gary's like, no, no, she shoots it down. Eddie goes to get in a hot tub and Ashley goes to get in the shower, but Gary's on the toilet and he's like, Hey, I'm in here and leave that water or leave the shower on. Cause I'm getting in here after I grunt this out. And then the toilet starts like shaking and he gets up and cats are climbing out of the back of the toilet. Gary gets in shower gets in the shower and the water stops and then it shoots cornmeal on him. And then they discover that Eddie was deep fried in the hot tub. And they get in the house and they're like, what the hell's going on? Rudy's here. We like talked about him and then we like psychically like conjured him here and there's like there's got to be a way out of here and troy's like hey with this spigot it's got it's got vegetable oil and gary goes up to the wall it's like there it's got metal lining like like a, like a fryer basket the house is a deep fryer we got to get out of here and gary jumps through the window we see cats coming down the fireplace. Uh, that, that's what led to Gary jumping through the window. He's like, oh no, it, it's Rudy. He's coming to get us. And the cats come down the fireplace. And Troy's like, how many cats does this guy have? And Gary and Satan meet up with Rudy. And then Claude's like, they're doing exactly my idea. And then he's like, I'm going to... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not a part of this anymore. I'll see you in the office on Monday. He grabs a gun off the wall and shoots himself. And then the other three are like, oh yeah, this is, this was really like lame and like campy. So Troy, Ashley, and Johnny, they all line up because they only had one bullet left. They, they shoot themselves. Don't do that. Seriously, don't do that. I didn't write a note down in the middle. Um, well, in the middle of what I'm looking at. Um, Satan and Gary come in. They're like, oh, oh, they're all dead. They figured it out. You know what? Let's run it again. Get dumber people. Give them less clues. So they run it again with like Ben and Benji I didn't see all everyone who was there. And they figured out immediately after stepping in the door. 
And that's the end of Fright Alive. My favorite scene was when they did the movie pitches. Like, what if we did a sushi thing? What, what if we did a meta thing? What if we did a reboot? That was probably my favorite part of it. So that officially wraps up Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. If you do want to watch it, it is on Hulu. It is an Adult Swim series. So if they do a season five, check out Adult Swim. Maybe, you know, when it comes back, you can check out the new episodes. Um, yeah, that, that was the whole ride through hell with our demon friends, with Satan, with the tortures. It was fun. It was it was a good time. Good times. You can find the show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. There, we do have it. Well, I created a Discord to interact with all the listeners. If you don't want to email me, you can talk to me on Discord. You can talk to each other. You can, you know, it's a open forum for everybody. Um, okay, so the next series I'm going to do, drum roll, do your own drum roll, as long as you want to do it, you can even pause this and do one. The next series I'm covering is Still Game. It is a BBC show based off of a skit from a, it's based off of a sketch from a sketch show. Uh, I have to look up their names. Um, Ford Kiernan and Greg, Greg Hemphill, I think is how you say it. Um, they had a show called Chewing the Fat. And two of their characters, Jack and Victor, were very popular. And they made a spinoff series from it called Still Game. And this is what IMDb has to say about it as a description of the show. Cult Scottish comedy about the lives of two OAPs. I'm not sure what that means. I think the P is pensioner, but I don't know what OA is. Uh, old ass, maybe? Old ass pensioners? I don't know. Uh, anyway, cult Scottish comedy about the lives of two OAPs, Jack and Victor, and their views on how it used to be in the old days and how bad it is now in the fictional area of Craigling, Glasgow. Um, in this series, we have Fort Kiernan playing Jack Jarvis, Greg Hemphill as Victor McDade, Paul Riley as Winston Ingram, Gavin Mitchell as Bobby, Mark Cox as Tom, Jane McCary as Isa, Sanjeev Kohli, I probably butchered that, as Navid Harid, James Martin as Eric, Shemshad Akhtar, I probably butchered that, as Mina, Lynn McCallum as Peggy, Paul Young as Shug, Jake Darcy as Pita Jakey. Later in the series, uh, Scott Reed as Methadone Mick, Sandy Nelson as Chris, the Posty, the Postman, Jamie Quinn as Fergie, Kate Donnelly as Francis, Matt Costello as Stevie, Maureen Carr as Edith. Bruce Morton is sheathing in later episodes. 
Jack and Victor, they're really old friends, and they pal around with their other friends, with their barman, um, with Navid, who owns his own shop, um, getting a different, you know, it's a, it's a sitcom, so you can only imagine the gags and everything they get into. Now, when I cover this series... I'm only going to be covering what I have available to me on Netflix. So if so when I do this, I'm going to write down the episodes in the Netflix list uh listing, I guess I don't know. On IMDb there's several more episodes like holiday specials and whatnot, but since they're not on Netflix, I'm not going to go hunt them down. Um the first two episodes um, I'll be doing, because these are half-hour episodes, uh, the first one is called Flitten. The second episode will be Family. They try to put like the accent into the spelling, I think. I'm not sure. Um, this ran for six seasons, and then it came back for an additional three, and they wrapped it up. So nine seasons, but... The first season's six episodes. I think the longest one's like eight. Um, so, that does it for this one. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. I'll have a link for the Discord in the episode description. Come on and join it and talk with me, talk with other listeners. Have a good time. Remember, on the next podcast, starting the series Still Game. Um, really quick, this started in 2002. Ran until 2007, and then came back in 2016 to 2019. But I'll be starting Still Game with the episodes Flitten and Family on the next episodes of television.